Hi, this is Glenn Sanford, and this is episode three of Working Remote. Uh, This is a podcast about helping you sort of embrace the working remote lifestyle, uh, helping you build your team um, and and create outcomes that are really positive for you and your organization uh, while working in in this other way that maybe you're not used to. So hopefully these tips and ideas are really, really powerful and really helpful for you as you sort of think about working remote. Um, hit me up also on LinkedIn. If you're uh, listening to this podcast, uh, find me on LinkedIn, uh, Glenn Sanford. You should be able to find me, CEO of EXP World Holdings, uh, Chief Strategy Officer for Verbella. Uh, send me a link. I, I accept uh, most everybody's inbounds and uh, and then send me a message as to what you're uh, uh, thinking about questions you might have relative to working remote. And uh, I'd uh, love to address those. And, and obviously, uh, again, we're going to have some guests on here at some point in the future as well. So with uh, today, we're going to, again, talk about creating a shared vision, um, how that vision can really drive you and your team forward to being really effective in, in, in growing an organization. So with that, let's go on to the podcast. Thanks. Hi, Glenn Sanford here, and today I'm going to talk a little bit about creating a shared vision. Uh, one of the things that uh, you'll just you know want to think about as you are going on this journey of being fully remote is the is the idea that you're uh, you really want to make sure that you've you've really built a vision for what it is that you want to do now. Some of this is iterative, uh, there's no doubt about it, whether it be sort of embracing different uh, technologies to be fully remote, but part of it is actually driven by somebody who is effectively kind of a monomaniac on a mission. I think the, the idea that you know back in 2009, uh, we were able to go fully remote was partially because of the sort of my uh, drive toward this direction, I was asked, uh, quite frankly, when do we, we get our offices back? And, and as I mentioned in a previous podcast, I think the intro podcast, I mentioned to the, the, the team member that asked that, I said, we're not going to get our offices back. We don't know how long the market's going to, to have issues. Uh, and, uh, and, and so we have to figure out a way to build a defensible business model that's not dependent on bricks and mortar. And so that really became the big driver for us over the, the months of April, May, June, July, August, September, to figure out what that ultimately meant. Now, we were uh, operating effectively remote through that whole period of time, but we didn't really have our tool set put together. We just had the the, the vision, uh, the direction, uh, the commitment. And, and one of the things I'll, I, I think about is this concept of business constraints. And so for us, that business constraint was that we needed to build the defensible business model or without the without bricks and mortar. And that was for obviously the real estate industry. But the business constraint of building the business without bricks and mortar was a non-negotiable. For us, it was, we have to figure that out. And, and, and we've got to do it in a way that actually includes and engages our, our agents, our brokers, and our staff. And the other part was, how do we how can we distribute leadership in a virtual type environment? So, so our big, hairy, audacious goal, our BHAG, was to build a defensible business model that wasn't dependent on bricks and mortar. 
And on top of that, it needed to be to have the trappings of a of an enterprise that people would actually want to be a part of. And so that was really the the thing that we were working on, trying to figure out what that what those ingredients were and and would would ultimately sort of translate into a business that actually could scale. Um, so some people talk about the, the concept of massive transformative purpose. And, and so what is it that you're ultimately trying to do? To, to ultimately uh, make an impact on the world in hopefully a very positive way. And, and for us, it was, um, you know, how do we build a compelling business model, one that, you know, people would want to be a part of and yet not have the physical bricks and mortar component? You know, another piece that you, you want to think about is, is what's the size of your vision? If you're going to go and build a fully remote organization, and, uh, and as you can tell, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. I've I built a, a fairly large enterprise with a, with a number of teammates over the last number of years. That's now you know one of the largest single real estate brokerages in the world, over twenty eight thousand agents and brokers, and with staff we're now over twenty nine thousand individuals. And then if you extend that to what we're doing on the Verbella side and and how we're growing uh, that side of the business, and then we have a number of smaller smaller enterprises inside of that, and we've done it without investing in any bricks and mortar that wasn't uh, required from a uh, compliance perspective. So in some some states, some jurisdictions, there's a requirement that you have to have an office with a door, someplace that the state can come in and audit the files. Now, most of the states have actually uh, adopted uh, re- requirements that are less uh, stringent, but where we have to have those um, those offices, we, we have those offices and we have to comply with local license law, et cetera. But for, for most of the country, uh, that's allowed us to actually, and, and now most countries, that's allowed us to actually grow something way bigger than we could have ever built something if we were dependent on the financial inputs that would have needed to put in that infrastructure. So so with the idea that that being remote gives you certain financial benefits that uh, your, your bricks and mortar com- um competitors don't have there's a there's a lot of leverage in going fully remote or embracing this remote first uh paradigm so so think about what's what's your vision is it big enough is it and and if it's big enough people will follow you people actually follow people with big visions so so when you're thinking about you know what is your vision as a as a team as a leader uh, what is it that's ultimately going to be big enough that people are going to want to follow you and want to be part of this shared vision? Now, one one of the um, books that I read back late in the 80s was the book In Search of Excellence uh, by Tom Peter and Robert Waterman. And and in it, they talk about one of the concepts as a monomaniac on a mission. And, and so who is it in your organization that truly is going to drive this remote first uh, culture. In, 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 in our case, I was that big driver. But as soon as people started to see the benefits of being fully remote, all of a sudden, we, we got a, an entire lift uh, of the organization going, man, this is really cool. Why aren't more people doing this? I can't believe nobody else is doing this. We shouldn't tell people what we're doing because this is so cool. But yet at the same time, um, we were very uh, overt about how we were operating. It was one of the unique uh, value propositions that we had, which is the idea that you could be working with the best people in the company, not just the best people in your office. And so, 
So we really, and then we developed an, another term uh, and another that came out of the, the book in search of excellence was management by, by walking around an MBWA. And I think it was coined uh, probably back in the GE days or maybe with Peter Drucker um, and, and this whole concept of being able to go uh, and, and get close to your, your, your people, get close to your, your team, get close to the, the folks that actually make things happen, get close to the front line, get close to the customer, uh, was, was a concept that is, is, was, was really promoted for, uh, from, from that probably the fifties on, uh, and, and this, this whole concept of being, you know, working really close with your team. And so we, we developed the term management by avataring around. And, and really that means the ability to sort of go room to room, space to space, uh, sit with your team, brainstorm. And, and a lot of these things now are even easier than it was back in 2009 and, and even before that. I mean, you, we've had instant messenger around since the, the AOL days. And I remember, you know, AOL instant messenger and Yahoo instant messenger. And then, then eventually you've got uh, the, the Google uh, chats and now you've got uh, these Facebooks and the LinkedIn's and, and the Microsoft Teams and the Workplace by Facebook and the Slacks and the, those types of tools, which, are, which, is, which is amazing, especially the ability to sort of stay in touch between um, uh, when you have the meaningful collisions. But the idea that when you're, you're in the office and you're checked in and you've got your, you're, you're in, your, um, in, in your domain and you're, you're having the serendipitous, uh, meaningful collisions with other people in the organization and you're, you're able to kind of move the ball forward in a meaningful way, it's a pretty powerful paradigm. Um, it also encourages creativity. Another, another topic or another uh item is the do it, fix it, try it. You know, when you're, when you, when you work closely with the team, you can do a lot more safe to try experiments and you can see, Hey, does this work? Does that work? Okay. That didn't work. Let's fix it. Let's try it again. And when you're working together very collaboratively in this, in, in this way, then you're able to get things and try things and fix things and try them again and do it again and, and fix it and try it. And so it really allows you to, to really work in a, in a much more iterative process. Um, you know, one, one thing, one of my mentors, uh, taught me years ago, and this is probably in the nineties was if you find one thing that works really, really well. And for us, you know, operating in a, in a, a fully virtual environment, uh, really worked well for us. It was also something that we said, Hey, if we, if we don't figure this out, we're going to go do something else for a living, uh, back in 2009. But when you find something that works really well for you, then scale it, you know, scale the heck out of it. And, and so what are the tools that you can, you can, you know, put into your business that ultimately scale you and give you an unfair advantage in the marketplace? Now, not unfair in a moral way, but an unfair advantage because you've got a different set of operating principles uh, from an economic perspective or from a social perspective that gives you an ability to compete in ways that your competitors can't. And, and so when you've got these this this ecosystem, when you when you've got a, a shared vision, when you've got these big hairy audacious goals to sort of change the world and the way people work, uh, you've got your massive transformative purpose, um, and 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 the vision is so big that people want to be on your team. Uh, it's pretty cool. So, you know, today just you know create a shared vision. Think about how being remote can be part of that. Even if you're not, if that's not your 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 thing. 
create a shared vision. What is it that you're ultimately trying to, to achieve and how are you going to go about achieving it? Um, and, and how can you get people to want to be part of what you're doing? And it's a really, it's a really powerful way to, to operate. And it's something that I think is really important, especially as you're thinking about uh, how to embrace a uh, working remote uh, culture and lifestyle. So with that, I'm going to sign off and uh, hope to uh, have you on another podcast. Thanks again. Hey, thanks again for listening to episode number three of Working Remote. It's really uh, enjoyable to present this podcast in just a, just a couple days. We've already had hundreds of downloads of our first two episodes. Uh, we're getting lots of positive feedback uh, for doing these. So uh, expect that this is going to continue on for, for a while uh, with lots of great information, tips and ideas, and things we've learned over the years of building one of the largest fully remote organizations on the planet. So with that, I'm going to sign off. And uh, again, hit that subscribe button and talk to you soon.